Hello, my name is Denise Renner, and I am so glad that you're joining me today. I want to talk to you about something that's so very important, and that's the greater one that's on the inside of you, expresses his power through joy. It's going to be a great lesson. I'm excited to be opening the word of God to you because the word of God is a light unto our path, a light unto our darkness. And if, if things are trying to cloud out God's truth or problems or making shadows over your life, the word of God brings light. It absolutely lightens our path so that we know which step to take again. And that's why I'm opening the word to you, because I know that this is the answer for all of us to go through whatever it is that we're going through. Um, I want to say that we're getting some responses from you. Oh, I love hearing about what God's doing in your life. Please let us know what God's doing in you. And also, if you need prayer, please call us. We're waiting for your call. We are waiting to agree with you in prayer. I mean, we can't hold hands with you, but just as if we were holding hands with you in prayer and agreeing with you for what God can do in your life. I want to read you a couple of testimonies. We've been getting some testimonies. Here's one. Jesus, thank you for my healing. Right now, all my pain has gone. This is a miracle from the Lord. Today, I went to the doctor and he put stitches in my gums. There was an unbearable pain and nothing was helping this pain. And now it's gone in an instant. That's the manifestation of the power of God. That's his love expressing itself through his presence to touch our lives. I just love it. And here's another one from YouTube. I felt bad. I had high blood pressure in my heart, but during the prayer, I found relief. That's the presence of God. That's his power to touch us. Well, I know that you're as excited as I am to hear about the power of joy because it comes from the greater one on the inside of us. And it's greater than any depression or any oppression or any problems that can come against us. This joy is so powerful that it will push all those things out of the way because this is conquering joy. You know, I have to tell you my story because when I was growing up, my dad would say, because I'd come to the breakfast table, he'd say, well, here comes the bear coming to the breakfast table because I was kind of melancholy and I mean, I was dramatic, melancholy. Then I'd be sanguine sometimes, but I just had this kind of, kind of like, uh, it's kind of sad, kind of serious, kind of attitude sometimes. And that's what my dad was talking about. Well, as I grew up, I started to really see that this attitude, this tendency 
to be kind of melancholy, it's not a blessing to anybody. And so um, God started speaking to my heart. And he said, my word says, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And so I thought, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, that's, that's got a lot in it. This is the day the Lord has made. He made this day, this very day that you and I are living in right now. He made it. And then the next part is, I will rejoice and be glad in it. So it's a command. I will. It's not I might. It's not I could. It's I will. It's definite. Rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, brother, that's so clear. So I thought about that scripture. And so I thought, you know what? I just need to do better at this. Instead of dragging into the kitchen and saying, well, hi, everybody. Oh, fine. I need to, I need to have joy. So that morning, I got out of bed. I put my feet on the floor, of course. I walked to the mirror. I looked in the mirror. Now, this is my journey to joy, my decision I'm talking about. And I looked in the mirror and I said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I looked in the mirror again. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I just said the scripture three or four times and smiled at myself. And I'm telling you, I walked into the kitchen. I said, Good morning. How's everybody doing? I mean, I had joy. Why? Because I chose to have joy. I chose to recognize that the greater one lives inside of me than he that's in the world. And he wants to express himself through you, through me with joy, powerful joy, conquering joy. Oh, it's so powerful. And Jesus is not depressed. I want, I want to tell you that. There's, he's not depressed. And I want to read you a scripture. I love this scripture. Uh, it's in Zephaniah. Just a minute. I lost my place here. Zephaniah. Zephaniah 317. And it says, The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He is not depressed. When he looks at you, he sees Jesus on the inside of you. He sees the treasure on the inside of you. He sees the power of God on the inside of you. He sees that you are a trophy of his grace. And he looks at you and he rejoices. Now, I've studied this scripture a little bit. And it says, <clears throat> when it says, he will rejoice over you, it actually is the word for spinning. It's like God, he gets so excited about you that he just spins around with joy. 
You say, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. You know, God is not religious. He doesn't stand there and go, these are my children. They are wonderful. No, it tells us right here that he, he spins around. You look it up in the Hebrew. He's spinning around. He's so thrilled over you with joy. That's how he looks at you. Not with sadness, not with worry, not with concern. Like, oh, she's not going to make it. No, he looks at you with joy. God's not depressed and we don't need to be either because we have the power. We have the greater one on the inside of us and the greater one can express himself through joy. Have you ever been around somebody that's just so joyful? I mean, it either just makes you want to become joyful like them or sometimes you just might want to slap them because they're so joyful. But it's showing you that you need to be joyful. It's confrontive. Joy is, joy is a presence. It's a conquering presence. Somebody can come in the room and everybody else can be like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, everything's fine. But somebody else come in the room and say, hey, guys, how are you doing? How's it going? Oh, it's going to be an awesome day. And it encourages everybody because joy is contagious. Joy is contagious. Joy is powerful. And joy is conquering because it's from the greater one greater than anything in this world. This joy I'm talking about is so powerful. You know, Jesus was not depressed. Look at Psalm chapter 45, and it's verse 7. And I love this scripture. This, this scripture is also in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9. But it says, <clears throat> it says, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. That's talking about Jesus. Jesus had more joy than any of his companions. He wasn't depressed. He wasn't sad because the disciples were messing up. He had Joy and the disciples, yes, they did mess up several times, but it didn't bring Jesus down. He had joy, he had conquering joy. You know, there's times in the Bible that, that I've seen Jesus' reaction, and uh, it's it seems that he's very lighthearted, and it's a, a very serious moment when when Jesus had risen from the dead. And this is in John chapter 20, verse 15. And he had risen from the dead and Mary was there and she was crying and crying and crying and looking, seeing everything and so upset. And this man comes up to her and, and she thinks it's the gardener. And he says, it's Jesus. And he says, who are you looking for? Why are you weeping? And I've always read that and thought, you know what? Jesus was so lighthearted. He knew why she was weeping. 
and he absolutely knew who she was looking for. But he was so lighthearted. And this is the most serious, powerful moment in all of history because Jesus is going to go before the Father. And he stops to talk to Mary. And even though it's such a serious moment that he's going to send to the Father, he's lighthearted. You know what that tells me? That tells me, well, it tells me that I have some growing to do. Absolutely. I sure have not attained. But when serious things come, we need to exercise that joy that's on the inside of us and, and say to people, you know what, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. This is not the end. And to be an encouragement and strength to them through our joy rather than, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened to you. This is horrible. I don't think you're going to get through this. You know, this happened to you once before. This seems to keep happening to you. What are you ever going to do? I don't think there's a solution for this problem. Would you rather be around a person like that or a person who says, you know what? You can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. God is in you. You have the strength to do this. You're going to be okay. I'm with you. It's like through joy and acting like this greater one that's on the inside of you, you can bring conquering joy that says it's going to be okay. You can completely change the situation through your joy. Joy is so, so very powerful. Joy heals. You know, the Bible says that a, a merry heart does good like a medicine. So if we're laughing uh, and we're joyful, then we're bringing absolutely medicine into our body. Well, I listened to this uh, brain surgeon, and he actually has rooms that they pick put people in that have terminal diseases and they put them in the rooms and they, they encourage them to laugh or they show them a funny show. But th the purpose of being in that room is to laugh, is to have joy. Why? This is medical science because joy heals a merry heart does good like a medicine. It heals your heart. It can heal your body. And now scientists acknowledge the power of joy that it's healing. I want you also to look with me, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. And this is the Apostle Paul, and he is, um, he's in a terrible prison, terrible, terrible prison. I've probably told you before, uh, scholars say that the prison that he was in had sewage in it, and that death was all around him, 
Even rats crawling on the sewage. I mean, it's a horrible place. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And he writes the book of Philippians in this prison. In this book of Philippians, the word joy or rejoicing or joyful is in that book. It's only four chapters, 19 times, 19 times. <clears throat> and Jesus, and not Jesus, but Paul says, he writes, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He says, rejoice, 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 rejoicing 19 times in this place of suffering. If he can rejoice in this place of suffering, can't we acknowledge the Holy Spirit, the greater one who lives in us and take a hold of that joy that's inside of us and let that joy express the presence of the greater one. When that joy comes forth in difficult situations, you know that it's not natural. It's supernatural. And it, when it comes with its supernatural power, it comes with conquering power. It changes circumstances. That's the kind of joy that you have and I have on the inside of us. This joy is so powerful. You know, some people, I've seen some people, they say, oh, I've read the Bible. Oh, I know the Bible. Well, I want to show you the, one of the shortest verses in the Bible, one of the shortest. And let's see how we're doing on this verse. It says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it's verse 16. It says, rejoice always. Rejoice always. When? Now? Then? There? Always. Rejoice always. That's amazing. But friend, we have the greater one inside of us. And he expresses himself through this beautiful fruit of joy, conquering joy. And he tells us to rejoice always. Now, I'm just like you. Sometimes I'm having a hard time rejoicing. But one thing that helps me, and I want to tell you what it is, is thanksgiving. If I will get thankful, my joy will increase. It is impossible to be, to be joyful, I mean, to be joyful and complain. You can't put a complaining person and a joyful person in, at that moment in the same body. We're either going to be joyful or we're going to be complaining. You're not going to find a complaining person joyful. But you will find a thankful person, joyful. If you just start thinking, even right now, what do I have to be thankful for? 
Well, sometimes I'm working up to joy because I know that it's inside of me and I know the greater one's inside of me. So I want to agree with the Holy Spirit that, the, that, the, that he's inside of me and that I have joy that there's a fruit there. So I start being thankful. And do you know what I start with? I start thanking him for really simple things. You might say, well, you probably start thanking him for spiritual things. Not always. I start thanking him that I can see. I start thanking that I can hear. I thank him that I can walk. I thank him that I have a house. I thank him that I have food. I thank him that I have a family. I thank him that I have my husband. I thank him that I have my friends. And then when I start thanking him and joy starts to rise up in my heart and thanksgiving rising up in my heart. And I say, saying, Lord, thank you that you saved me. Thank you that you chose me. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that lives in me. Thank you for the joy that's inside of me. Thank you that I can say thank you to you, that I have the power that I can choose to say thank you to you and I can acknowledge you. You see, friend, you have that power in you to say thank you. And it increases your joy. I just want to say again, you'll never see a complaining person, a thankful, joyful person. But you will see a thankful person, a joyful person. Which do you want to choose? I want to choose joy. No, I haven't reached perfection yet. But I'm choosing joy. Choosing it and choosing it. Choosing to be thankful. Which increases my joy. And which acknowledges that I have a greater one living on the inside of me. And you have the greater one on the inside of you. He's greater. He's greater than anything that's in this world to come against you. And he wants to express himself through you, that power, through the fruit of joy. Joy is so powerful. One time I was in an embarrassing situation. My mom, she wanted me to sing. She came to visit me in Riga, Latvia. And it was around Christmas time and we were walking in the center and there were all kinds of people there walking around the streets. And my mom said, start singing. I said, mom, I'm not going to start singing on the street. She said, I want you to start singing. Well, you know, if your mom who traveled 6,000 miles to come and see you says, start singing, you're going to start singing. So I stood there. I had a headache. I didn't feel good, but I did what my mom said. So I'm standing there and I'm singing. Well, now the crowd is gathering to listen to me sing. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed that I start laughing and I'm enjoying my mother, her joy. And do you know that my headache went away? I felt fine because joy heals. It has healing power. It's a medicine. That's exactly what the Bible says. And we've already said 
But these doctors that acknowledge the, they don't know they're acknowledging the word of God, but it's the word of God, that joy and laughter is medicine. They even send them into rooms to start laughing or watch a funny movie because that joy is medicine and it brings healing into their body. Do you need healing in your body today? Do you need to smile? Do you need to, do you need to laugh? You can because of the presence of God on the inside of you. Because that presence is more powerful. It's the greater one. It's the greater one. He's greater than all the stuff that's trying to climb on top of you. But joy, you can come out of there like Superman. You can say, depression, I'm done with you. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to say, this is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice. Do like I did. Just go and stand in front of the mirror and smile at yourself and say, I will rejoice. I will rejoice because that's the power. You know what you're doing? You're acknowledging the power. You're acknowledging that the word of God is truth, and that's powerful. Well, I want you to write me, call I want to pray with you. We want to answer your prayers. We want to bring these prayers before God and see God do a great work in your life. Please let us know. And if you receive a miracle in your life watching this program, please let us know that. It's been my pleasure, great pleasure to talk to you about the power of joy. And I'll see you in the next program. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 